0: Hello and welcome to the Canopy Boulder Podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspectives on the latest news in the industry, bring you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and the industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, valuation, and pitching investors. Why would we take on such of a challenge? Well, we've helped launch 80 companies into the cannabis industry here at Canopy Boulder and made over 100 individual investments into these companies. So you might say we have the inside line on things. So join us as we take you deeper into legal cannabis and uncover all the nuances of starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Canopy Boulder podcast. I'm Patrick Ray, CEO and co-founder of Canopy Boulder. And today we're going to talk a little about Canada and the recent MJBiz Toronto International Conference and Trade Show that we attended. So let's get to it. So recently, the Marijuana Business uh, Conference and Expo was held in Toronto and uh, we all traveled up there to be part of one of the MJ Biz organization's first international conferences. Uh, Toronto is the center of the Canadian cannabis industry, uh, at least the legal and regulated industry, and that uh, it makes it an important place for the industry to come together and get up to speed and involved in one of the first federally legalized countries uh, when it comes to cannabis. Uh, it is not yet uh, activated, I guess I would say, but it has been uh, moving towards legalization very quickly. So what is happening there? Uh, certainly the public markets are already active. There's been um, a number of country companies, over 100, licensed producers, often referred to as LPs, that have taken their businesses public. On the Canadian Stock Exchange, or the TSX, it's a very common practice in Canada for early stage companies to go public to raise capital. Um, uh, In total, until recently, uh, the Canadian LPs had raised around $4.5 billion, and the valuations of those companies have been ranging between 20 and 25. That was all until Constellation Brands made the announcement that they were going to invest about $5 billion into Canopy Growth Corporation, a group that is not affiliated with Canopy Boulder um, and is a very different line of business in a different country. Um, they have been one of the most successful fundraising companies in Canada, and I think this puts them well beyond that of the, their competitors, and they are establishing themselves as a leader in the space. Um, The market's hot up there for sure. Um, And when I refer to market, I'm talking about the public markets because the actual market for cannabis up there is not exactly hot yet. It is developing and uh, the state of the Canadian market development is one that um, they are still trying to figure things out. It's um, the provinces, the provinces are establishing their rules the regulations are starting to uh, make sure they are understanding of how things are gonna be rolled out. In fact, it's not too different than how things are rolling out in the United States. Uh, Big difference being that federal legal status. So um, what's the takeaways? Uh, The Canadian market and how much money has been raised shows the power and influence of public markets in general. Um, This is great for the US for a couple of reasons. Um, one, because it shows what could happen in the United States when we achieve federal legalization and the public markets in the United States open up to cannabis businesses in 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 a major way. Um, two, it's great for the U.S. market because all this money that these Canadian licensed producers, often referred to as LPs, that have they've raised it is probably not wise for them to deploy all that capital into the Canadian market itself because the Canadian market is only going to be so big. Um, think of it as just about the same size as the California market. um, but with export. Now that is a key question that comes up is what is the value of the export market of cannabis globally? And, uh, I'm not here to tell you that we have an answer for that. There are very brighter minds that have dug into that and uh, online you can find some uh, early estimates and statistics. What do we know? We don't know. Um, But what do we know is that there are other countries around the world developing regulatory frameworks that allow for export as well. So Canada, though well capitalized, may not be the only participant or the, even become the, the, the leading participant in the export uh, market for cannabis around the world. In fact, we've heard stories of small nations, uh, monarchies investing and in potentially developing very, very large supply chains in which they could supply uh, those markets internationally that are going to be buying so um, pretty interesting what's going on there. Um, I guess the other thing is that, uh, you know, from an investment standpoint, why the Canadian companies are looking now actively in the United States to invest is that within that 10 year horizon, I think things will settle out in Canada and around the world. And the U.S. is going to be, by and large, the biggest market for cannabis in the world. Um, International is also barely developed. Um, There are a lot of uh, fledgling international uh, cannabis businesses uh, that have, you know, only a fraction of the learning that has been developed in the United States cannabis businesses. um, The big knock on the U.S. is that federally legal status. So great time to be in Canada. MJBiz nailed it with the timing. Uh, They produced a really, really good show. Uh, Sounds like they had 78 speakers, 2,500 attendees, and 125 exhibitors. Now, comparatively to Las Vegas, where they have 18,000 attendees and over 700 exhibitors, and that occurs right before the Thanksgiving um, in the fall and it's something I'd highly recommend you attend. You can learn more about it at mjbizdaily.com. Um, comparatively, it, it, it's, it's not even the same class. That being said, it's a launch in the Canadian market and I remember back, I hearken back to my first conference in the cannabis industry that I attended and it was an MJBiz event in Seattle back in the fall of 2013. And to give you a little bit of sense for where we were back then, uh, the conference was held at, I think it was a dog track, um, well outside Seattle. There were probably 20, 30 exhibitors, maybe three, 400 attendees. Um, it just was not the same. From that event has grown this behemoth uh, that is MJ Biz, uh daily and the conference and trade show. Uh, the team there running the shop is excellent. I want to give a shout out to Cassandra Farrington, uh, Chris Walsh, the, uh, some of the editors, Eli McVeigh, Omar, uh, Lisa Bernard-Kuhn, who we've been working with a lot lately, John Shriver, and then their fantastic conference organizer and manager, Kelly Schmier. So great team there, doing a great job, really acting to help drive the industry as a good trade show and conference business will. So, uh, we're psyched to have them doing what they're doing and we wish them great success going forward. Um, so what did we do, uh, at canopy Boulder while we were in Toronto? So Micah Tapman and, uh, my partner in canopy Boulder and myself, we were up there and we were asked to speak on panels. Micah gave a great speak on a great, great speech on valuations and tried to, you know, bring some, I guess wisdom and, uh, realities in the market to the valuation conversation for the attendees in the audience. Um, I sat on a panel uh, that was focused on assessing opportunities in the cannabis industry. And that's something that we are doing year round as well as uh, working on the valuation sector uh, with hundred investments in 80 companies in the cannabis industry under our belt. You know, I feel like we can talk relatively confident confidently about what's happening there. We also spent the time, took the time to meet with a lot of those Canadian LPs and the folks, the individuals that have uh, done well with them. Uh, They want to be in the US, loud and clear. The message was they want to invest in the United States. And a big part of what we're doing here at Canopy Boulder is building the ecosystem around our mentors, our advisors, our alumni, our teams in the program the industry pros we know, and then also our investors uh, to expand the network, right? To grow the reach, to increase the probability of success of the companies that we invest in and the community that we are part of. So uh, it was a great trip, a lot of fun, short trip up there and back, and uh, was really happy with how things went. I'm excited to see this event grow into the future, and I can only imagine that the team at MJBiz was happy with the event as well. Um, so, uh, you know, while there, I also took the time to go out and see the market, right? We've all seen the footage and photos of the large grows, the cultivation, and it seems to be the first thing we're exposed to here in the United States in the Canadian market because they're raising so much money to build out that square footage of cultivation space. So, you know, I decided to go check out a dispensary. So found one, looked one up online. Walked down the street, uh, got myself checked in, and you know, being a resident of Colorado, I'm pretty familiar with the dispensary experience. Um, what can I say about going to the dispensary? It's not like it is here. Um, it is not developed at all. Um, it's gonna take time for things to shake out up there, but the dispensary experience was fine. It wasn't great, it wasn't awful. They had maybe six apothecary jars of flour, of different strains. I think they had five pre-rolls, no edibles, and some vape pens uh, in indica and sativa. So it was not at all like what it is in most of the dispensaries in the United States. The variety wasn't there. Um, The professionalism wasn't there. Uh, Certainly there is a lot of experience Uh, hard-won experiences here in the U.S. market that are going to transfer up into Canada shortly. Um, So uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun Um, checking that out and just gaining that other exposure. Uh, You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Micah's talk on valuations because it is something that is super topical. It's something that people are always wondering about when they're entrepreneurs and investors in the space. And You know, the Canadian valuations have blown all sorts of rational thought out of the water. You know, Uh, and I think the market is responding to that. You know, we saw the public Canadian stocks ramp up in value uh, earlier this year. And now they've had sort of a correction uh, when we talk to, you know, certain more, uh, how might I say, professional and experienced investors, a lot of the hedge fund investors, they're shorting this Canadian market because they see it as overheated and overvalued. Um, so those valuations which are through the roof um, you know already are still attracting investment, which is uh, I think a testament to the interest of investors in a uncertain market or a market in development with a lot of variability and an unclear Future, I think it will be positive, but unclear. A lot of details needing to be figured out. Uh, the liquidity of the public markets is a very, very appealing um, appealing way for investors to invest. And I think you know, though Constellation decided to invest five million or five billion with a B into Canopy Growth Corporation, uh, I think the reception from most of the investing press was that was a Highly speculative investment. And I think immediately after they made that investment, we saw a decrease in the Constellation brand stock price in the United States um, and an increase in the Canopy Growth Corporation stock price up in Canada. But, you know, the good news is uh, these Canadian licensed producers raising money on the public markets may have solved, at least temporarily. The funding gap for the US market. So, you know, comparatively, uh, the US companies raising capital that may be at the same levels or very, very much further along are garnering much, much, much lower valuations than the companies up in Canada. There was a, a little tidbit about a company that was acquired uh, in Canada, a Canada, Canadian LP that was acquired by another Canadian LP, and I think they had maybe $13 million in quarterly sales. Uh, they sold for a billion dollars, right? So there's no amount of math uh, that can um, make that valuation and those numbers add up. It is purely a heady uh, day in the Canadian cannabis industry and, 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 a, and, frankly, the global cannabis industry because those valuations are resetting people's expectations. So how do they compare to uh, the valuations of producers and businesses that have to have state licenses in the United States. Well, down in the United States, valuations are all over the map as well. My joke is that when people ask me about what should be the valuation of my grow or my dispensary or my, uh, my extraction company, I say, well, you know, the market in the, the, the prices in the most open markets are one times last 12 months sales. Um, that is by no means... No stretch of the imagination, a way for investors to participate in the green rush, uh, where they invest and get great returns. But you know, we're seeing a lot of valuations and a lot of sales transpiring at that one times last 12 months sales here in Colorado, which arguably is the most developed uh, market in the United States. What is hampering those valuations? Certainly, IRS Code 280E. Uh, certainly the high cost of compliance, certainly the challenges is with advertising and marketing, and certainly the P&Ls for these businesses, which don't generate a lot of profit, um, but have a lot of potential. And when you know we can remove those hurdles of IRS Code 280E and the cost of compliance come down, we do believe that those companies are going to have very nice looking P&Ls good profitability depending on the sector. Uh, but they're dealing with some pretty interesting dynamics right now. Certainly in cultivation, wholesale prices are coming down. In retail, you know, there's not a huge cost of goods, so IRS code 280E really takes the bite out of things. Um, investing in brands, right, and extraction where there's some margin um, and you can build that brand, uh, that, that seems to be an interesting investment right now. But I said I'm just gonna give you a range on valuations. So what we're seeing is one times last 12 months sales uh, on one end of the spectrum, on the other end of the spectrum, I like to say it's uh, the calculation of the formula is who knows what times the dream or whatever you can get. And that has been uh, pretty much the standard uh, for any fast growing booming industry. If we think back to the internet boom, uh, the price to earning, ratios for a lot of the internet companies were completely off the charts right Um, but that was a function of the invest interest from retail investors uh, people who are working jobs and putting money into their ira account or their 401k and purchasing stocks Um, certainly professional investors get dragged along uh, for that for a while but I think um, we should expect to see valuations come down and normalize with time. The more time that passes, I think the more information that comes out, the better understanding of where valuation should be with these companies. So, you know, the trip to Toronto was great. Um, I was really glad we were there and had a presence and got exposure. I would encourage you, uh, the listener, to, um, as always, show up. If you're interested in being part of the cannabis industry, then the first things that you need to do is to be present, show up, start meeting the people and understanding uh, what they're doing, how they're doing it and how it's going. uh, Quite frankly, I mean, there's no better way to build relationships and understand what's happening in a market than being in it, you know, getting off the sidelines and into the game is the way to go. And um, uh, we did that up in Toronto. Uh, had a great time, spent time in the Arcview Group uh, booth at the show, got to connect with a lot, bunch of colleagues and meet some new ones. So good trip, good show, uh, sort of confirmed a lot of our, uh, our beliefs about the Canadian market, um, which gives us more confidence on the investments that we plan to make uh, in the industry. Right. And the help that we can provide the companies Uh, because so much about being successful is understanding what's happening around you and how you fit into it. Um, Another big part is executing and without contacts and understanding, it's very difficult to execute successfully. So, you know, uh, great learning, great fun. Uh, Hope you uh, make your way up to the Canadian market uh, soon and Um, experience what is a significant event in the uh, movement to uh, make the cannabis industry the next great industry in the United States and maybe the world. Um, So uh, if you have any questions about our experience, please feel free to put them in the notes. Um, If you like this podcast, I'd encourage you to give it a thumbs up, write a review, and uh, help us reach more people well that's where we're gonna leave it as always if you have any ideas on topics you want to know more about send us an email at info at or follow us on social media at canopy boulder if you like this podcast subscribe and leave us a review um You know, ultimately, our goal is to help develop this industry, and the more people we reach, the more we can do that. So, we want your help. Well, see you next time. Now, for the disclaimers Uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.